My name is Beck. I'm the co-host of the Not Superwoman podcast, and I'm the great-granddaughter of Irish, American and Italian immigrants, and I'm grateful to call Australia home. I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners of this land of which the podcast was recorded, and extend our respects to the elders past and present. I am in awe of their strength, of the world's oldest living culture, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this podcast on their land. Welcome back 2024. It's going to be a bloody big season and we are here for Recap and Ramble. (laughs) Happy New Year. We're coming into it late, but I do feel like the year really starts when the kids go back to school, which is happening next week. How are you feeling? I would. You've had, uh, a, you've had a rough start. I had, no. I, um, I would like to say that I was saying to Zoe prior to recording this, I wanted to come on and be like, oh, 2024, so fresh. Well, and I'm literally like crawling out of summer holidays. Whilst it has been like full of action packed, um, I, the kids and I have either had the flu or COVID in the last week. So I feel horrific, basically. And I also feel like you were always bound to get that if you were attending somewhere with a buffet. <laughs> I know there is just, I, I love a buffet, but there is actually truth to the fact that a shared communal space where you've got hundreds of people eating like from the same dishes and stuff, yeah, you're going to get something. And we did, that is for sure. So, but apart from that, have you had a great holiday? Yeah, yeah, we've, I maxed out. You know what I'm like? I go all out in that I'm – I I switched off from the pod, was like I'm going to make this a really fun, adventurous summer. And I think it's because as well the kids are now of an age where we can actually go do things. So I really took that and ran with it. <laughs> To the, to the nth degree. We road trip similarly to you. We had time together in Yamba. Um, Seven fun-filled days and nights. <laughs> of chaos. Um, and then we came home and to only repack and we were very fortunate but went away to Japan and it was like I just love, love immersing ourselves in adventure and culture and stuff. Like it was so much fun. So what was the highlight? Um, I've got to say, at the end, we did one of those um, sumo, um, like we met, we went to a sumo experience where we met two ex-sumo wrestler people and um, and tournament uh, play, I don't know what you call them, players, whatever, and uh, and they talked us through what sumo wrestling means and how they train and, how, you know, what have you. And then at the end that you got to, if you wanted wrestler, sumo wrestler. So my five-year-old daughter, my six-year-old son and my eight-year-old son and myself and Tom, we all had a go. We all tried to wrestle <laughs> sumo wrestlers. And I was, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard because it was the most funniest, but also like, and cultural, but then also really felt a bit inappropriate because you kind of like, wrestling these giant naked men that are just wearing like tiny yeah they're like in, a, <laughs> in like a g-string but i don't i know i should know the name uh, and or a nappy. <laughs> and like one of them we learned in the experience that one of the moves was um to actually you can one of the 
tricks that you can do when you're wrestling someone is actually give them a wedgie. That's so anyway, it was really funny, but that well, that's was, a handy life skill, isn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, but you did the road trip to true to its form and fully committed. How are you feeling off the back of that? You know what? I, I do love a road trip. We've done them the last few years and had a great time. I think it was too long. Like yeah. if I'm, like we had a great time for two weeks and when you drive up, like so much fun. We had audio books. Um, you know, I think we we're all looking forward to a great adventure. On the way back, you start to get anxiety about coming back to work and all the kind of things you've got on. And that hits you. And when you're in a car with your children for like, you know, 24 hours, it gets to you. I know. That's the thing, isn't it? It's I even we were fortunate enough to be able to go away overseas and I had anxiety getting towards the end of the trip about what was coming up next and like how I was like, I've got to be prepared and ready for the school term, the activities, yes. the this, the that. And when that starts to creep into your mindset, it's really difficult to um, actually be present and enjoy the moment. But I know. Well, I think it's, it's about separating it too. Like have your time with your family, have a great holiday and then come back and get stuck into work. Don't try and do both at the same time, which I always try and do. And it's never going to be a great idea. No, I know. And But the thing about summer holidays is, for the most part, you're never really separated from your children. You know, like you're just constantly oh. – and you've been I, juggling work and, you know, and road tripping and occupying the kids' time and what have you. But They're just always there. And oh. if I hear one more time, what are we doing today? I know. Or I don't bloody know what I'm doing in the next fucking 10 minutes, let alone like today. Like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> or I'm hungry. I think I said to you yesterday. I was like, I was like, I'm, I've decided, I went to the supermarket. I was like, okay, kids, sushi, cucumber sushi, Vegemite roll, sausage and bread. They had three options. They all wanted three different options, so they were fortunate enough that I bothered and I made three different options. And then I, at the end, my daughter didn't eat any of them and then came up to me half an hour later and was like, I'm so hungry. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to God, cope. That makes me so angry. I know. And I feel like when things like that happen or they don't eat, I'm like, I'm going to show you some World Vision ads. Because <laughs> as a child, as a child that is etched in my mind from my grandma saying, if you don't eat that, the Somalian children and getting up the World Vision ads. Oh, well, I'm like, uh, I'm do that. Uh, we got conjunctivitis eye infections over summer and the kids were crying about the eye drops. And I was like, if you don't, um, if you don't use the eye drops, this is what happens. And I showed them like horrific photos of blind. <laughs> people losing their eyes. And I was like, and then Isabel this morning brought it up with me. And she's like, remember when you showed us those pictures? I was like, yes, yes, no, yes I, I do. Don't, I don't think it's a bad thing. <laughs> and I just feel like tensions are running high this time of year. Oh. School needs to go back and we all need to be alone. I know. It's ready. Everyone's ready for a bit of separation from each other. It's been so, a lot. Okay, so hang on. In saying that, though, 
you you did have like there were some positive things. Oh yeah, I mean, I just feel very excited that I've hit a point. Like I feel bad for the people that are not at the point in regards to babies, but no more nap times, no more toilet training. Like everyone, so it just it opened up this summer to us like it hasn't before. Like we're previously, yeah, and been- you've also got you know three <laughs> children at school. Yes, that is – it does feel like a game changer. And to report in from last year, last year's burnout, I've decided sadly but also um, gleefully (laughs) that I'm not going to do any committees this year because my goal is to focus on the pod and the the kids. And so – that is um, my – I'm like, wow, okay, three kids at school finally. And, um, yeah, and at the first year in a long time of no um, – none of their school committees. I'm just going to be a contributing parent, not a committee member. Yeah, but I think, you know what, you learnt a lot from doing that last year and how are you going to know if you didn't try? Yeah, yeah, and I, I just want to try being involved that – um, in a different, <laughs> in a different aspect, like not not always, um, or like being heavily involved. So, um, it'll be, uh, it's going to be a weird year. It's going to be a weird be year. Bloody great year. <laughs> a, a great year. Um, and speaking of, so I know we've got lots to talk about, but we are very excited coming off the back of road trips. Um, that we've got places we swim. The authors of that stunning coffee table book series coming up, and they are um, sit down with us in our first step where we talk, where we bumped into them actually when we we're on holiday in Yamba, which was pretty funny. I kind of assaulted them in the surf. I'm like, that's Caroline. And then, um, and then oh. we went back to the apartment and her book and her and her husband's book, um, was on the coffee table and I was like, yes, yes. What a, what a, um, an ode to summer by reflecting upon their adventures in their stunning coffee table series. So they've got places we swim, which they've done for Australia, Sydney and up and coming for California. And Zoe and I were hilariously laughing about how just sitting in the car with your whole entire family, even for a road trip, can push you to the brink, let alone they were doing that as a family in California as husband and wife and a toddler for six months. So we wanted to pick their brains and it's quite great. It's great. I just I just cannot still believe that they did that because I think about it, like, you know, I don't know, two hours into the trip and the girl's like, are we nearly there? When are we there? And I'm like, mate, it's going to be 20 hours. I'm like, that's like four <laughs> 400,000 bluey episodes. <laughs> <laughs> they, judge, they judge the time by bluey. If only bluey like, went for longer than bluey? seven minutes. <laughs> there are just, we need, we need seven hour blueys, not seven minutes oh of bluey. Oh, God. Anyway, I do, yeah, I think, I think. Yeah, I'll I'll be a new woman come next Tuesday. <laughs> I know, I know. So um, be prepared for our um, ode to summer and our, the ode to our road trips, respectively, with um, Caroline and Dylan. But what? Do, speaking of road trips, what kept you occupied during the road trip? I'm a big fan of. I think when we were growing up, we called them talking books. They're not called that anymore. They're audio books. Like you just get on Audible. Yeah. Um, uh, my big tip at the moment is if you are a member at your local library or any library, 
you download the Borrow Box app and then it's like Audible but it's free. So you borrow all your audio books like you're borrowing from the library. Oh, that is awesome. Really, really good. Um, because I started... signed up – sorry, I signed up no. to Audible for the road trip and it's like – I think it was like $20 a month or something like that. Or ha- yeah. And then you have to buy credits. I don't understand. Yeah. but And, I mean, sometimes it's great because you can get the books that you want when you want them and some things aren't available with BorrowBox. But it means children can actually, you know, if you've got an iPad and things, download visual books too. Yeah. So just like normal books but virtual books. It's probably not what they're called. Um, but we started the Golden Compass Northern Lights series, which I loved. Charlie and I loved it. We actually are still listening to it, but it was just too old for the girls. Like some of the themes in it, I was like, ooh, yeah. Like, yeah, it was, you kind of live, you learn. So we did um, Percy Jackson, which they loved. What's that? It's all about gods and goddesses, um, Greek and Roman mythology. Right. And Disney's just done a series and the series is really good. Oh, okay. Oh, I think so I've boys seen that. So boys and on... girls would love it. Yeah. Um, and I think from kind of ages seven up. Yeah. It's fun. See, I, so this is the thing about the road trip. I can't quite work out what it is about me if I'm aiming too high or – but anyway, Santa very kindly got um, Bertie a switch for Christmas uh, but Santa's a, switch, a lovely man. <laughs> a Switch Lite, which is like the modern day Game Boy. And anyway, he um, played that for a lot of the trip and I was sort of like, look out the window, look at the cows, look at the horses. And and then it was sort of like he was like intensely trying to win Mario Brothers and I was like, I feel like I'm really not f- – managing this trip very well. I feel like I was meant to be doing like a family audio book. We did try um, Bertie Loves the Treehouse series by Andy Griffiths, so we tried to do that, but Tom and I were getting a bit bored. (laughs) No, okay, so let's be under no illusion here that my road trip was seamless. (laughs) It was like two hours of an audio book. They have their headphones in their book and Charlie and I listen to other things. Yeah, right. We stop and change with movies Coffees, Valium, melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) I still, (laughs) I still stand by. I used to doubt melatonin for kids. Like I was sort of like, oh, I feel like it doesn't really work. And then I remember one after one one time when we were with the cousins and they were going crazy. This is actually really poor parenting by me and don't um, call child services. But they um, they were going crazy and I didn't know how to calm the situation. I was getting really overwhelmed. And, again, it was summer holidays last year. So I was like, I'll give Bertie a melatonin just to chill him out a bit. And then we went to go to dinner and Bertram was literally passed out at the dinner table. But I hadn't told any of the other adults that I'd given Bertie a melatonin. You're a <laughs> and bad lady. Tom was like – What's happened to him? Is he what is he sick? What's happened? And in my head I was like, Oh, is this the time I'm meant to be telling you that I gave him an afternoon melatonin just to get through and calm him down and they actually work. They do work. No, but that's <laughs> when I told you when I accidentally took one instead of my iron tablet, I got them muddled up this during the day, fell asleep three times during the day, called the GP. I was like, Charlie. 
I've called the GP. I think I've got a terminal illness <laughs> because I've fallen asleep three times during the day. They work. Yeah. I can Luckily, so imagine you doing God bless. that. God bless. God bless. I don't. Ever since we were young, Zoe is one of those people like have a headache and she'll be like three Panadols. Oh. No, I've got better. I'm trying to hydrate. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so then bo- audio books um, – Spots? Did you have any like, oh, that was the best? Oh, I loved, God, there's so many spots like driving along, I guess, the Sapphire Coast if you're doing Eden, um, you know, Molly Mook, Grafton. There are honestly countless spots along that coast to stop. Yeah. I'm, we're big fans of the inland route because it's quicker. Um, but Ju- I can never say this properly, Jujiong or Jujiong, um, yep. which is about halfway between Melbourne and Sydney, has a fantastic pub called the Sir George and we kind of tend to stop there. That's always a great spot to, you know, have a pot and a palmer um, and the children can run around. It's quite beautiful. And we always stop in Sydney. Sydney is so much fun. Yeah, it is. It's such a, um, like, it's got such coastal vibes, yet uh, the pace and race and excitement of a city. <clears throat> yes, and, you know, so many fun things for you to do as an adult and, and children, and you don't really need to get in the car. Like, you can walk everywhere, you can get on the ferry. It's, yeah, I, I love Sydney so much. Um, I think the only downside was driving home that looking down the barrel of you know 20 hours in the car when you're coming back to work you're you know bored children in the car we did the blue mountains on the way home the weather wasn't great um we stayed in a house that was i have a large huntsman spider phobia when we arrived at the house there was a massive one on the wall that charlie had to get rid of and then I made him check the whole house and he was like, no, there's no more. Later when we left, he said he found five more huntsmen. <laughs> Smart man. I, I would have done the same thing if I was with I you. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, everything's fine. Everything's under control. I feel like you know me so well now. You know when I'm lying to yeah, you like that. You will lie. <laughs> anyway, so apart from that, family, memories, so much happiness. But also happy to be back. <laughs> happy to be back. I know. I um. I'm, I've jam packed the summer with adventure and trying to like make moments with the kids and stuff. I have a bit of a problem where I go overboard doing it to a point where I exhaust us all, and I'm not surprised we've all fallen in a heap, to be honest. But <laughs> um, but I'm looking forward to getting into the year, and uh, we've had we've been. Figuring out this week all the um, plans for Not Superwoman 2024, which is very exciting. We've got a bit to get through. You- yeah, like we've got a bit to get through. <laughs> um, but on the yeah, we can't we can't wait to bring it to you. And the um and just quickly, we've got the Oscars coming up, which is I'm very excited for that. Yeah, we've, I had no idea that I thought that actually just been last week. What was no, that? that was the Golden Globes. But we've got we're, we're, and the controversy of um, of uh, that's hit the headlines lately of the Barbie movie not being um, uh, or Margot what you, Robbie. What do you think about that? Just quickly, we'll just sum it up with that. I feel like my nature is to generally 
Yeah, to see both sides in that, look, in the state of the world, it's not the biggest deal going on in the world right now particularly, but um, I do also see that I'm like, whoa, it is um, a huge, it seems weird, it's the biggest box selling movie in history. Um, It's received so many other acknowledgements and and, um, nominations and yet um, Greta Gerwig, who envisaged it in such a um, refreshing new way by comparison to what Barbie has Mm. been um, and uh, hasn't been acknowledged and then uh, hasn't been acknowledged for the biggest box office selling movie of all time and then also Margaret Robbie for her performance and – her being an executive producer as well. and But then second to that is I do feel really bad for America Ferreira because I feel like she's been overshadowed. She's been nominated as Best Supporting along with Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Actor and Actress. And I'm like there's so much um, upheaval about the fact that Greta Gerwig hasn't been nominated for Best Director and Margot Robbie hasn't been nominated for Best Actress, that her nomination's been overshadowed, which I feel like is a shame um, because she did a brilliant job, obviously, to be nominated. Um, I, I don't, so I don't, I don't know. I'm just sort of a bit like um, it does feel weird to have Ryan Gosling nominated for Best Supporting Actor and yet – the two women. Well, there would be no Ken without them. Yeah, and there'd be no – he wouldn't have – like, you know, he wouldn't be – have the ability or or, um, without Margot Robbie being EP, uh, Greta Gerwig's direction, and yet – and Margot's um, support – like, you know, their interaction as actors and actress. Um, But, yeah, so I'm sort of a bit like – I see it. I see that it feels like there's that meme going around going, well, this is the whole plot of Barbie, the fact that Ken gets acknowledged and Barbie doesn't. Yes. And um, I can see that, but I also do feel bad for America Ferreira because I'm like, well, she's been acknowledged and she did a brilliant job. So, Yes. Yeah. Well, that's well said. I um, will reflect on that. <laughs> we'll see. To be continued. <laughs> Coming up, Oscars hey, say. <laughs> award season is literally one of my favourite seasons of the whole entire year. It's like my, um, it's like my, what is it, grand final week, whatever. To Mine's Easter. What's in I love Easter? It. There's, there's no pressure, <laughs> not that it's like an award season. It's just, <laughs> just a festive holiday. Because <laughs> um, it's like. It's like Christmas without the pressure. So true. There is something very relaxing about Easter. Episode in Easter. Oh, you you do. You get to. You, there's no like demand of family um, a presence at at a no, particular. No you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, yeah. I hear you. Mind you, yes, we've got a, a couple of months till Easter. So let's see how we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, it was lovely to chat to you. I'm yep. looking forward to seeing you in person maybe next week. Yes, hopefully when the whole entire our tribe has recovered, everyone's returned to school, and we're very excited to bring you um, the couple in life and work, 
uh, and love and love, <laughs> Camilla. Cle- oh God, not Camilla, Caroline. Caroline Clements. <laughs> Your COVID brain fog's really <laughs> setting in there, my friend. And Dylan Sightcheck Reardon. Um, their their book, Places We Swim, talking about what it is to quit their day jobs and take up a creative project together as a couple and go cruise coast to coast around states and countries um, creating memories and projects together. So we can't wait to share that with you next episode. Adios. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, Rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys. 